You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey everybody, it is Wednesday evening. Time for American Winer here on podcastdetroit.com. My name is Alex. How is everybody doing? I hope everybody's surviving the winter blast we had yesterday. Or not yesterday, on Monday. It's already been two days. Goddamn. Uh, but uh, joining me in studio today, uh, this is uh, this is a very special uh, a day because Conrad Lee, lounge singer extraordinaire, you're a local singer, you're here uh, to talk to us about your life and career. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Uh, I, I thank you, uh, Mr. Alex, for uh, um, uh, uh, um, inviting me. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, uh, yeah, this is. I want to say um, this is my first. Um, Radio interview. You mentioned that. You said yeah. that we were just talking before uh, we were on the air, and you said this is the first interview you've ever done. So that may, I'm very honored to to, to take up that uh, that position for you. So thank you so much. Uh, thank thank you, sir. Well, um, I start off these these interviews that I do with uh, the same question every single time, and that question is, where were you born? Uh, I was I was um, I was born in a hospital that is um, it's. Um, it's, uh, uh, where is it? Go ahead. Uh, uh, it's Detroit. Detroit. In Detroit. Yes. Do, do you remember which hospital in Detroit it was? I uh, no, I was small, <laughs> and I um I uh no, it it was uh, my mom liked it. So, did she? Yes. Well, tell tell me what, what uh, tell me what what did your parents do for a living? Um, my mom uh she, well it, she, she did some odd jobs. She was a a a, a paper. Uh, can't, uh, she wasn't a paper boy, but she delivered papers. And um, uh, uh, there used to be a supermarket when I where I grew up called AMP. Oh yeah, and, I remember those. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh okay. And um, she uh, uh, stocked the, the shelves there. And uh, my dad was a truck dispatcher. Oh really? Uh-huh. For like semis, semi trucks. Um, are those the big ones? Yes. Um, yes, that they, uh, that's what he did. That's what he did. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, and so tell me about your childhood then. You were born in Detroit, but what? W- tell me about your childhood. Where did you grow up and what were you interested in? Um, I, uh, grew, I, I grew up in uh, the southwest part, I guess it's called, uh, Michigan and um, central area okay. of, of Detroit. And um, I, uh, I wasn't interested in a lot of stuff. Um, um, I didn't really have a lot of a lot of uh, friends, but I lived across the street from uh, a dear friend of mine who kind of uh, um, got me involved in singing. Um, right, uh, S- um, Satori Circus. Yes, I've uh, you you you'd mentioned him uh-huh. uh, before we went on the air too. So why don't you tell? How did you first meet? Uh, uh, how do you say his name? Satori Circus. Satori Circus. How did you first meet meet Satori Circus? Honestly, I think it was in school, and um, uh, kids were making fun of me, and um, he uh, he was he got really violent and hit him in the head with a food tray, and I, I I didn't see him again until like the third grade. I think this it might have been kindergarten, but anyways, yeah. So it was a couple of years. So that he, he he knocked this person out who was bullying you with a lunch tray, uh-huh. and then he just he didn't. He didn't say anything to you after that. He didn't ask if you were okay. He just knocked him out and walked off. Well, he, uh, uh, adults came and grabbed him. Oh, of him. course, yes. Yeah, um, the the food lady and uh, the uh, monitor came and grabbed him. 
so he didn't get a chance, and you didn't see him again for a couple of years. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what happened. I think he was homeschooled or something. Yeah, Jesus. But well, that was nice of him to stand up for you. So, what was that like when you saw him again? Did you go up and say thank you? Hey, thanks for smacking that guy with the lunch tray five, three years ago. Um, uh, no, I don't remember what happened. I think he, when I saw him in school, he came over and sat down, and we started talking about um, like stuff. I, I I can't even remember. It was a long time ago. But well, well, when did he get you into singing, though? Um. It was sixth grade. Sixth grade. So you were 11. So you've been singing since you were 11 years old. 11, 12. I was a late bloomer. So I think I was 12. Okay. Yeah. And tell, but tell me, like, the, how did he bring it up? Like, was he, was he singing and then he was like, hey, Conrad, you should try this too? Or, like, what was the, what was the story with that? Um, I, I guess I didn't have any real kind of uh, hobbies um, other than watching TV and uh, answering the phone when it rang in the house. So those, I liked answering the phone a lot. But yeah, he came over one day and, and just said, you got to do something else. And boom, I was singing in his basement. In his basement. Uh-huh. And what what would you sing? Like, how did you start singing? Did you just start doing it? Were you just like, I'm going to pick this particular song. I'm just going to start trying it, and then and then you could do it. Or, or well, how did that how that happen? For some reason, I um, I I, I like um, I like uh, I guess they're called girl bands. Girl from bands, sixties, like oh, so Crystals like the Supremes and, and stuff, sh- right? Supremes are okay. Yeah, I like Ronnie Spector a whole bunch. Okay, okay, she's cool. So th- that's what you would sing then? You'd start singing them? Yeah, with with him. And you'd just sing along to the records? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, I left. Oh, sorry. Um, um, uh, Bobby Sherman and, and David Cassidy were good too. Okay. So like pop, pop singles from the from the uh-huh. 60s and is what got you started. Yep. Had you really listened to that kind of stuff prior to, to uh, Satori showing you that? Or did, was it was that all him? Did he introduce you to the whole thing? You never were interested in music before. I – um. I listened to it whenever it was on, but I was too busy usually watching TV. Or answering the and, phone. Or, yeah, and music's, you know, it's meant to be loud and, you know, I can't hear the phone or the TV, so. That's true. You can only focus on one thing when it comes to listening, right? You can't yeah. listen to multiple things. I mean, you can try, but it doesn't really work. It hurts me. Yeah, it, it's, it, gets, it, gets, uh, it gets painful for your, for your brain to yeah. try and concentrate on multiple things at once. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I don't. I don't like things hurting my brain. So me neither, man. Me neither. Good. So we have that in common. Yes, sir. Um, but uh, so, did you start playing out right after you started uh, singing those songs with, with Satori in the basement, or was it a while before you could get the courage to go up and, and perform and, and sing in front of other people? Well, I, I started singing, but I don't. It was just like around the house, and um, every once in a while, I would do it in school, but. People would laugh at me, but it was okay because the teachers just let me sing. And I used to like when I had to, to give reports, I would sing my reports. No way. Yeah, it was fun. You would you would like compose like a book report into a song. You transpose it, it into was, a song. It was a lot easier for me to do that than to talk to them. Nice. So would you do it to an existing melody, or would you just make up your own melody? 
I would make it up. As you went along? It was easy. Yeah. That's re- that's really freaking awesome. I would not have laughed at that if I was in your class. I would have been like, this is this is pretty fucking cool. Well, I'll say this. I would have thought it was pretty cool, but because I myself was not popular in school, I don't know if I would be you know popular enough to not to say that out loud. I think I might have been We'd, too much of a coward. We but. probably would have hung out together, actually. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. Satori was really cool, so he had a lot of strange friends. Did he? Mm-hmm. Even then. So can you tell me about the strange friends? Well, there was this one girl that I forget her name, but she always seemed to have a cold and she could blow bubbles with her, uh, I think it's called mucus. Yeah, her snot. She would blow snot bubbles. Snot bubbles. Just straight out her nose. Would they like disconnect from her nose and then float off into the air no, like a soap she bubble? She would breathe and it would go big. And then when she would inhale, it would get small and then she'd blow out and it would get big. It was really weird. Oh, my God. Yeah. So she, she was cool. Did she have a name? I can't remember it. Yeah. The, the snot bubbles were too distracting. She probably told you, but you were like too I busy was, focusing uh, on that, right? Probably. Yeah, that or lunch. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, right. So um, so you started singing sort of in school. You would do your uh, your reports. And uh-huh. I have a feeling that those doing those reports and sort of having the confidence to – I don't know. I mean you probably didn't think of it as confidence at the time because you said you know it was easier for you than talking to them. Uh, but, you know, you – it took confidence to be able to do that on the fly. So is that sort of when you started thinking, Hey, I should, I should do this, you know, on stage, I should start doing shows like where people come to see me sing. Is that where that started? Um, I was just, well, I was lucky to have uh Satori as a friend cause he really, um, uh, he really helped me, um, out. Uh, I think it was his idea to sing my, my, my book reports and and then it just kind of went from there and we were in the same classes a lot of them so he liked art and that was something I could do and be quiet mm-hmm. and not have to talk to anybody right so he was there a lot and helped out with a lot of things so he's kind of like um, my brother or guardian angel okay cool uh let's back up a little bit because we didn't really t- talk about Satori as a person. Like you told us he hung out with you. You told us he did, uh-huh. he stood up for you, but who is Satori exactly? Like, is he, you know, he was, a, he's about your age, right? He's, he's, yeah. he's yeah. he was a kid when you were a kid. Yeah. And, um, uh, just tell me about him. Like how you said he lived across the street from you, but he was just another kid or like, what was the, the deal with that? He, he was, he was just another kid. Um, like me, his, parents knew my parents i don't know if they talked but um his mom was really uh funny and his dad he was funny too um and uh he uh he wore makeup which was kind of so tori did or his dad did i don't know about his dad but so Satori Maybe. wore yes, the makeup. Satori, he did. That's he what did. I thought. Because Satori's got he wears nowadays he wears he's got the white face paint uh-huh. and all that. It's kind of yeah. he kind of has got like this noir clown thing looking going on. Definitely. Um, yeah. but uh, did he he did that back then? Then yeah, he used to do some. He cut his own hair. He would, um, he would eat soup out of a can. 
Uh, it had to be a vegetarian vegetable, though. Oh, he's uh, he's not a vegetarian, but I don't know why it had to be that. The, the soup he eats is only vegetable soup. Well, he, I, I um, yeah, maybe, yeah. I, I, I like chicken noodle myself. Me too. Uh, well, it's good t- tasting. Yeah, I, I love it. I like tomato too. That's that's another good one. Tomato with um, oh, oh. crackers. Oh uh, no, not crackers. Uh, grilled cheese. Oh hell yeah. yeah! Oh yeah, yeah. Like as a side, yeah, oh, definitely. I like that. I yeah, did a whole bunch. There we go, man. Um, well, so let me let me let's jump forward here because you you'd been performing. You kind excuse me as a kid and as a teenager, you were you know you you you'd gotten this interest from Satori. So let me ask you this: Did you after school? What did you decide to do when you graduated from high school? What did you do or after high school? What, um, what happened? Uh, you and Satori. Well, we kind of. Well, Satori got one of my very first like professional uh, performances, and um, I, I sang in a, a bowling alley. Okay, and uh, it was kind of odd, but I enjoyed it a whole bunch. It was um, above the bowling lanes, and this platform they made was really rickety. Uh huh. But. Um, because every time I moved around, the mic would move around, and I most of the time would get hit in the lips. Oh yeah, I hate when that happens. Yeah, it hurt. And yeah, people were just staring at me, which is okay. So I, I sang there, and that was my first time, and it really, um, I, it's Satori said I got addicted. So that was when it happened. How, how old were you when that when you did that bowling alley performance? Eighteen and a half. Eighteen and a half. So yep. okay. So and then that was when you got addicted. That was when you were like, okay. And so you, did you even like? You, obviously, you're still friends with Satori, but was that when you were like, okay, I'm I can do this on my own. Like I'm just gonna go freaking book my own shows and just start start out and and go for it. Yeah, it was it was tough, but I did. Every, yeah, I, you know, it was easier for me to show up in person than to talk on the phone with people mm-hmm. so um but he was doing his stuff and and occasionally he would ask me to you know open up for him or if he was out of town i'd fill in for him because he got pretty successful didn't he with his own his own he's, show he's doing he's doing good he's 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 a hard-working guy tell me about his show when and, and like what you know of it like like how did he how did he start and, and, and how did he uh, get to where he's at now? Yeah. I know that's a lot, but if yeah. you can summarize as best you can. He came out of the 80s punk stuff and rock and roll and uh, met a young man, uh, Rick Mart- Martins. Martins. Yeah, Rick Martins. And they they made a band called... Um, um, uh, Fugitive Poetry. Okay. And, um, he did that. And then, uh, then shortly after, what I know is that he started really performing as Satori Circus in the, the late 80s. Okay. And he's done, he's done some pretty cool things, I, I hear. And what does he do at his shows? Like, what are his shows like? Ooh. I, I, I can't really say. I don't, um, 
I don't go a lot. Really? Even when you open for him, you don't watch watch him. I try not to. Why not? Is he intimidating or you? Oh, he's yeah. I I I mean, he's he's Satori on stage and he's a different Satori off stage and the I prefer the harmless one off stage. The off stage Satori. Yeah, when he gets on stage, he becomes uh, people like him. It's the guy that it's the part of him nice. that smacked that guy in the face with the lunch tray on stage, right? In a way. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I never thought of that. Yeah. That was the first time. You know, it's funny because that's where he met you. Maybe that was when that persona was born, was that moment in the lunchroom. So you can, you can almost claim a little bit of credit for, for creating the onstage Satori Circus that you're, that you're now afraid of, of, uh, of interacting with or even watching. I, I, okay. I, I That's could, a compliment. I'm trying oh, thank, to compliment. Thank, yeah. Thank, yeah. Thank you. Mr. I've Alex. never seen him. I, in fact, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell people this now. Um, because we're, we've kind of gotten into the point where you're going to, you, you got addicted to it now. Mm-hmm. So, and now we've gotten some background on Satori, who was sort of the guy who you, I don't want to say you wrote his coattails per se, but he got you started. Mm-hmm. And, um, I saw you, at the Lager House back in June. Now, I had gone there to see a, a, a two-piece rock band called the Rogue Satellites I've been familiar with for over a decade now. And uh, it was an 80s-themed show. And I get in, and I'm, I have a nice meal, and I'm, I have a couple drinks, and I love the Lager House. I'm so sad that it's, it got sold. But um, uh, there's this guy on stage with this really interesting haircut and a laptop, and then he, he just starts singing. Uh, and he's doing, and he's playing backing tracks off of his laptop. And at first, everybody's kind of like, doesn't really get it. They're sort of, they're sort of just watching. And they're like, is this guy for real? And then, about halfway through the show, you did for me. You did uh, uh, what's the song? Hand cl- hands clap by Fits in the Tantrums. You sang that. You sang it with the backing track, and you you were dancing, and it was incredible. It was really. I was like, I this is an amazing show. I get what this guy is going for. And uh, I really liked your singing voice, and I think everybody else did too at that point because everybody there were I'm telling you, man, there were women in front of me that were dancing and things. It was a, it was a good time. So that was where I got familiar with you. And as soon as I saw, you, I said, I got to have that guy on the podcast. Oh, so that's where you. it came from. Yeah. So, but that's that's your show. Is you just you go up on stage? You got your laptop. Is it a Mac? It looked like a Mac. Um. Uh. The Apple thing. Yep. That's it. That's okay. some, yep. Right. Apple. Yeah. Um. And uh, you just play backing. You just pay, play backing tracks and sing over them. So you've been doing this for so long now, though. I mean, if you were eighteen when you started, right? Uh huh. So how long have you been at it? Like, I mean, how long has it been since then? I don't know if you want to give away your age, but I mean, you can just give us a rough number. I don't know. Um, I I'm not good at math. Forty. Uh, Maybe forty. Years. Oh, that's a long time, man. That's a long time to be doing this. So you're you are a seasoned professional now. Yeah, I try. I mean, um, I have a day job too. What do you do? Um, I clean offices. Oh, really? My day job right now is I clean uh, bathrooms at a park. For real, that's that's what I do. I, I'm normally an engineer, but I took a couple months off to uh, to for some because uh, I wanted to work on some other things. Um, but that's my day job right now. So that we have the same day job too. Wow. But yours is cleaning an office must be much easier to do in this type of weather than cleaning a park because being outside right now is kind of I, 
hard. Unless they leave the windows open, but yeah. That's true. I, I wouldn't want to be outside. What Sorry. office building is it? Uh, I don't know. I just know how to get there. Yeah. How long have you worked there? Um, eleven years. Eleven years. Yeah. So it's it's good, but you know, um, yeah. I usually uh, the backing tracks. I have to do that. I usually have a band, but I don't. Well, when you don't have a band, you use the the, the laptop. Yeah, no, that's convenient. That you couldn't have done that in the eighties, right? So that was that's no, nice. No, in the eighties, I used to have this bongo player, and I would sing songs like from the Kinks and like you know. Oh, like Lola. I think Lola even has bongos in it, doesn't it? The Kinks song Lola. It may. I don't know. In Nazareth, you know, like Hair of the Dog and. I did a few ACDC songs, and and I like Tom Jones a lot too. Okay, yeah, so. that's a that's a good mix of uh, of artists. But uh, um, so tell me about your band, though. I don't know where they are. They're, they're, they're called the Samurai Orchestra. Okay, yeah, and, yeah. Um, we had a show about a year ago at the Tangent Gallery, and it's uh it's Conrad Lee and the Hotsi Totsies with the Samurai Orchestra. Okay, the Hotsi Totsies are. Our, our our friends of mine, they're girls, our young ladies, and um, they they dance like uh, like oh go go girls. Yeah, yeah, they're like they're like your Ray Letts, they, you know, like the Ray Charles backup singers. Oh, Ray Charles, that would be good. But yeah, they're their own name though. The Hotsi Totsi. So I like that name. That's a good name. Yeah, I, the Lee Etz doesn't sound good, or the. Or the yeah, the yeah, that doesn't have quite the same ring <clears throat> to it. Excuse me. Um, but uh, so you've got backup singers and the Samurai Orchestra. Now the Samurai Orchestra are they? How big are they? Are they like an actual orchestra made of samurai, or is it just? Uh, They're. You, you had me. You, I thought you were asking me how big they were. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like full size men. Oh yeah, yeah I'm not how but, big they oh, are as oh, people. I mean, like, I, uh, um, like how many uh, of them are there in the band? Um, see. Sadat, Lee, Paul, Tim, and Tim. So, and Tim. So two so, Tims. Yes, and they're bass and drums. And Lee is guitar. Sadat is keyboards. And when Lee couldn't be there, Paul was guitar. Okay. So there's five of them then. And then plus the yes. three the three Hotsi Totsies. Yes. Okay, and then you. So that's a that's a. Oh, hold on. and then there's Michelle, who was also part of the Samurai Orchestra as a lead and backup singer. Okay, so there's actually four backup singers then, including the Hatsi Tatsis, because you got the three Hatsi Tatsis and then but Michelle. They the Hatsi Tatsis didn't sing. Oh, they didn't. Oh, they just dance. They just yeah. They shake their. They call them fans. I don't know what that really means. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think I've heard. I've heard that before. But I can. I got. I got a good picture. I can. I can take a damn good guess as to what yeah, that means. I, they didn't have any fans. I mean, they just shook a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, Nothing wrong with that. I no. I enjoyed it. It was just kind of shocking. Well, the, the, how did you meet them? How did you uh, tell me how you put together the the, the Samurai Orchestra and and, and how, how you met the Hatsi Tatsis? They were friends of Satori's, and I performed with most of them as just doing other stuff. So I was talking with Satori one night 
while he was drinking. And um, I was like, I think I'd like to have a band. And he said, I think you should have a band. And I said, I'd like a band. And he went and he procured one for me. And so he put it together then. Uh-huh. That was really nice of him, man. He really he's, looks out for you, he's huh? He's a nice guy. I don't I don't mind him, you know? I, you know, he's cool. Yeah. Uh so did you have any say in in who he picked or anything or was he just kind of like, "All right, I got the band for you. Here you go." Well, most of the the performers he knew and had done stage shows with. Uh, so he he knew what their capabilities were and their professionalism. But you don't. It sounds like you haven't been uh, playing with them as much lately. Is that true? Yeah, they. I don't know what's happening. I texted them a couple times and I never heard back. And then one of the hotsy totsies said that they were on a cruise. This is like summertime, so I don't know where they are now. Yeah, they could be anywhere if they went on a cruise, man. Yeah, I, nobody's. I tried to call one of them and I nobody calls me back. So I huh. just. I just keep on doing my thing. You should get Satori to call them and then they'll call you back. I yeah, think. I they probably would, but you know, he's busy and I'm I'm okay. All right. Well, and you've got your laptop in the meantime anyway, right? Yes. How do you put together your set list? How do you pick which songs to sing? Cuz you have such an eclectic when the, the, when I saw it at the Lager House, you you opened with uh um an a cappella rendition. Then you did uh uh Beyond the Sea by Bobby Darren. I mentioned Fits and the Tantrums was in there. And it was this incredible, I mean, right there, those, those three, Leonard Cohen, you know, was the first one. It was an acapella rendition of Hallelujah. And, uh, and Bobby Darren and Fitz and the Tantrums, that spans like four decades of music right there. So, um, so how do you come to, how do you pick all these songs that you decide to, to sing? I, I don't know. I, I like a lot of stuff and I just, you know, I listen and then we'll ask somebody who sang that song and I like the fits and the tantrums because there was a lot of clapping. Yeah, the song is, it's in the title of the song. Yeah. Ants clap. And I saw the video and the girl and it's really pretty and I don't know what he does though, the singer. Fits. Is that his name? I think. I think it's is unless the girl is Fitz. I'm not too familiar with them. I didn't even know that song until I you you were the first person I ever heard sing that song. Thank you. Yeah, that was a that was a good one. So they just come to me. Um, I'll remember them, and then I'll I'll either write them down or or um, take a picture with my phone. Okay. They they have cameras in those things. I know. Yeah that that came out. Um, I remember I was in high school and I got my first phone with a camera on it. It was pretty cool at the time. I remember when that was like still a new thing. And now your phone is basically a little computer that you carry around with you everywhere and, and you're crazy. addicted to it. I yeah. Don't, yeah, I don't like it. Me neither. Me neither. I wish I could get rid of it, but I just keep adding things to it. I keep adding more and more apps and getting more and more addicted. I just see more and more uh, people driving with their faces all lit up yeah. in the dark. And I'm like, they're on their phone. So. It's dangerous. It is, especially in this type of weather as well. Yes. Um, so 
Where should we go now with here? I'm looking at my. I'm, I got. I, normally, I cross my questions out as I'm as I'm asking them, but this interview has been so engaging that I've forgotten to do that. So now I've lost my place. But we talked about Satori. Uh, how you guys met? Did you get into performing? How did you develop your style? Because you have a very distinctive style and way of dressing on stage. How did you decide to dress the way you do? I just. I wanted to look sharp, so I had this suit that was sitting around, and so I just and and um, I've had all those clothes for a long time. I think it's the same suit and shirt, maybe even socks from like thirty years ago. It's so. the same outfit. You've been wearing the same outfits that you wore when you started, and so it was. It's and that made was your strong. It has. They don't make them like that anymore, do they? No. Um, but you, uh, you just so you just said I want to look sharp, and this is what you had lying around, and so you picked it, and it worked. So why change it, right? Exactly. I mean, look at all the other like singers, like you know your Frank Sinatra's and your and your um, what's his name? Uh, I can't think of his name. Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. And. and uh, uh, Conway Twitty and um, Burt Bacharach. Yeah. Those guys dress really nice. Yeah. And so I just wanted to just dress nice because the songs I sing are nice. Yes, they are. I do sweat, though. Um, yeah. A lot. That happens, though. I think everybody sweats on stage. That's why you see so many uh, singers take their shirts off. That's the thing. And like women wear less clothes on stage, some of them. It's because they're sweating so much, I think. Really? Well, I'm, I'm sure that's not the only reason, but that's one of the reasons. Oh. Okay. Okay. So just if you didn't, if you weren't familiar with that now, um, uh, that's just my thoughts on the subject. Like, but anyway, I'm just trying to make you feel better. Don't feel bad about sweating on stage. Oh, okay. just means you're working hard, I'm man. Just, I'm just for the, uh, I'm going to keep my clothes on though. Oh yeah. No, I oh. wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend doing that. Okay. You're doing good. Right. Thanks. Um, so, uh, do, who, and I guess I kind of already asked this a little bit, but who are your influences when it comes to singing? Who did I mention? You mentioned the uh, the the girl groups from the sixties that oh, you would yeah. listen to in Satori's basement. That's right. But right. you've also, like I said, your 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 set lists are so eclectic. That I was just wondering, like, I mean, is Sinatra a big influence on you? Is is Conway Twi You know, who who do you look up to in terms of their performance? Um, let's see. Um, Bobby Darren's good. Uh. Leonard Cohen, I, yeah, Leonard Cohen. I had to check my notes. Um, it's uh, uh, David Bowie, but I think David Bowie's more uh, Satori's idol. Uh, I, so you don't want to you don't want to uh, cramp Satori's style when it comes to that. He, yeah, that's that's his that's his favorite. So I got Bobby Darren. Yeah, and, and um, Leonard Cohen and uh, oh, well, I I I I like um, I like uh, Cindy Lauper. 
Okay, yeah. She's good too. I, I can't sing like her, but I like her. Yeah, she's got a high voice. And then That's hard. Britney Spears. And Britney Spears, of course, yes. You might have done a Britney song when I saw you. I can't quite remember, but you may have done one. Uh, Toxic's one Toxic. of my favorite. Yes, that's an awesome song. She's good. She is. She's very good. Um, and that's actually kind of ties into my next question. What are your favorite songs to sing? Uh, I like Bad Romance by Miss Lady Gaga. I like uh, Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. I like... Oh yeah, there's um I like um ah oh, His name's Freddie. He was in a band. They just did a movie. Oh, for for uh Queen. Yes. Yeah, um, Queen. Yeah, you have a you'd have a good voice for that too. What's the song? We are the champions maybe or no. Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes. Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. You do Bohemian Rhapsody? I'd like that song a whole That's bunch. a great song. Do you do the whole thing or just the pop radio part? I, I like I do the whole thing, but I like the audience. I don't sing all the parts. The oh, audience. you get the audience. That's good cuz there's multiple vocal parts, so you'd have to use the audience, they right? Have, yeah, and I think just about everybody I know has seen Wayne's World. Oh yes, to yeah, that 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 was a major resurgence for Queen. That they kind of I don't want to say they'd faded into obscurity per se at that point, but it was the early 90s and you know, that type of music was not popular and then Wayne's World came out and all of a sudden everybody was like I forgot how awesome Queen is and they haven't really forgotten it since. Although this Bohemian Rhapsody movie that came out last year really was a major another major boost for them. I didn't realize he was short. Freddie Mercury was short? He looked short in the movie. Oh yeah, in the movie definitely. So he was a tall man. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's actually a good observation because I don't know if Freddie Mercury was tall or not. But the actor who played him, uh, whose name is Rami Malek, uh, he, uh, he, he definitely looked short to me. He did a good job. I thought it was him. He did. He did, did do a good job. He won the Oscar for it. He won Best Actor. Of all, of all the movies last year, the, the Academy of Arts and Sciences or whatever it is decided he played the best. He did the best job out really? of any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. So you weren't the only one who thought that. Good. Yeah. Good. That's that's a first. So, um I got two questions. It's sort of the, the it's a two-sided question. All right. My okay. first question is what was the best show you ever played? And I'll let you answer that and then I'll answer the the other question. Um best show, best show. And we're talking this is years and years of performance here, so I know there's a lot of shows to pick, but just what's the first one that comes to mind? I don't know. Um, uh, a year ago, I think was uh, it was uh, with the band, and uh, it was it was really good at um, ta- Tangent Gallery. Okay, where's that at? Tangent Gallery. I don't. It's. Um, it's in Detroit. It's I, in Detroit. Uh, by Russell Industrial. Oh, okay. Yeah. That is actually where this studio used to be, the Russell Industrial Center. The guys that opened the studio, it was originally in the Russell Industrial Center. It wasn't really a studio then. It was just where they recorded their podcast. And then when the business started to grow, they moved it out here. And now they have a studio in Detroit, and they're doing studios in other places as well. So so that's kind of funny. That wow. it was, I mean, the, the, that was your best show. 
That was your best show. Was at the Russell Industrial Center with the band last well, year. Well, it wasn't at the. In, in oh, it was by it, my it bad. Yeah, by, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, the venue. Because everybody was there. I had the Hotsy Totsies and a very large rabbit was on stage at one point. I think I could have been. That could have been a dream. I don't know. Like an actual rabbit um, or a person in a rabbit costume. It was, I think, a person in a costume. I, okay. I, I can't tell. Because when you say giant rabbit, I'm thinking like a French lop rabbit, which are like the size of dogs. And with this being Detroit, you know, what during the holiday. What are they called? French lop rabbits. Have you ever, you've, you've had to have seen them. You've never seen those things? They're, these in, they're just rabbits. They look like bunnies, but they're the size of like small dogs. They're like the size of like a, like a poodle or something. And wow. yeah, big floppy ears. Um but yeah, people raise them. I don't know if they're for I don't know if they're for meat or, or fur or whatever. But uh, but yes, and I was I was anyway. It sounds like in your case it was a person in a rabbit costume. Not to get off subject too much. I I hope it was because that would be really kooky. Yeah, a man sized rabbit they, that would be too much. They were large. Much. They were like six foot. And... That's that was definitely a person in a costume. Okay. Then. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm glad we figured that. Out. Was he dancing to you guys or was he just hanging out? He was. Yeah, he was dancing with us. Sweet on stage, but that was the best show that you've you that when I said what's your best show was, was that the last time you played with all everybody the band and the Hotsy Totsies? No, I think we played a couple other times, but um, I lost kind of contact with them. But that show was really good. It was uh, it's right around th- oh, it was right around Thanksgiving, so it was like a year ago. Yeah, s- sometime this month was it and and the, you know the night before thanksgiving is the biggest drinking night of the year that's when you're more likely to see unless it's halloween of course uh that's when you're more likely to see a person dressed in a giant rabbit costume so that's probably was could that have been the show was the night before thanksgiving a year ago no no but it was around thanksgiving it was around thanksgiving yeah because okay. the flyer said thanksgiving oh okay on it um I didn't make the flyer, so I don't know. I no, the, no, no, that's that's totally cool. Right. Um, oh, so this is the second part of the question. What was the and, and you don't have to answer this if you can't if you can't think of anything, but just what was the worst show that you played in your in your your opinion? I I don't think I have had any bad shows. That's awesome. At least nobody said that it was bad. Sweet. Well, never mind then. Yeah, but not a lot of people come up and talk to me afterwards. I think I just amazed them too much or something. Yeah. Well, I think um I mean well, that's that's really good though. That's really good that you've never had a bad show. You but you probably have some shows that are more fun than others, right? But nothing's ever bad. Um No, uh, yeah. No and yes, uh, yes and no. Yeah, to yeah. both. Quite, I see what you're doing there. Yeah, yeah you got it. Um, so I'm glad you see because I didn't see where I was going with that. No, man, it's it's all good. I'm I'm steering the ship here. So, uh, uh, where did you learn how to dance? Is my next question because you have very distinctive dance moves. It's sort of a um, uh, your arms are involved. Your your uh. Well, just about everything's involved, but when it comes to your your, your body, uh, but um, but where did you learn how to dance like that? Uh, it just happens. I just you know whatever the music is 
calling for. I, I give it my best. Mm -hmm. And Satoria a long time ago said, <clears throat> excuse me, he said, you know, you, you got to do something else other than just stand. And so I started like just dancing while I was singing and it was really successful. So, so you don't even think about it. You just go for it. It's, yeah, it's, I, I think I got the idea not only from Satori, but that Steve Martin movie where he's on the front porch with his family dancing. The jerk? I might be wrong. I think it might have been the jerk. Parenthood? I'm not sure. No, I think it was, I think it's the jerk because he left his house and all he wanted was that, that ashtray. And then he came back and said, no, I, I just want the ashtray and this lamp. And so. And his name was in the the white pages. Okay. Well, so that's but that's that influenced it. That was. I figured was part if he could dance, I could dance too. Steve Martin is, uh, yeah. He was he was moving. It was it was kind of, um, yeah. It was wonderful. Steve Martin, um, are you familiar with Masterclass, the website? No. You see those commercials? They're they're on like YouTube. When you're watching a YouTube video commercial come on. Uh, they have um, celebrities will teach you how to will teach classes on like like the, there's writing classes taught by like Joyce Carol Oates and like the point is Steve Martin teaches a class on comedy on on that website and I watched it and it was pretty damn entertaining so that was and I have always liked Steve Martin but I hadn't heard from Steve Martin in a long time and when you brought him up that was the first thing I thought of is this master class that I watched and it was it was a very um, I still am not a comedian I didn't learn how to be a comedian but I think that's because you have to be naturally uh, funny in order to in order to do that, and I can be funny, but not like Steve Martin. So he's yeah, he can. He was. I don't know how funny he is now. He's okay. He's yeah. you know. Okay. I think he's he's kind of in his. He you know he's pretty good. He's still pretty good. I saw him on Jimmy Fallon with Martin Short doing a like a game type thing a couple it might be a couple of years ago now. And he was pretty funny, very sarcastic, very kind of crotchety old man vibe now. Oh. Uh, but he's he's I, I enjoyed it. It was still him, you know. Good, still good. him doing his thing. Uh, so dance. So, uh, Conrad, um, what do you have coming up in the future here? Tell me if you have any shows booked or you know what's what. What do you got going on? I no. I, I oh wait oh I'm doing um a show. Uh, at the end of the month by the Maddie Group, and it is Tipsy Tinsel at Tangent. And I think that's the day after Thanksgiving, so it's Friday. Friday, the, the 29th. The last Friday of the month, and, and it's uh, – where is it again? At, at Tangent? At Tangent Gallery. Oh, well, the same place you had your show last year. Yes. Oh, yes. so and is the band going to be with you or is it just you? I I, – I, 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 I texted them, but I I don't know. I, but, it'll probably just be me. Well, maybe they'll like come out of no. Maybe they'll like maybe they got lost, you know, like on that cruise, you know, like it was a Gilligan's Island type thing, and they're just stranded. And maybe they, like, they you know, what would be funny is if they're getting your texts, but they their service sucks to the point where they can't reply. So they know that the show is happening, but maybe they'll just like sh maybe they're trying to get to it, and they just they that's why they they can't get back to you. That's what I'm thinking might be happening. So maybe they'll maybe they like to drink. I know that. Oh yeah. Well. That that will help too, you know. That will help uh, lure them to the huh. to the show. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, so I'm doing that. Okay, and that that'll be fun. 
Cool. So that's on, you said the 29th at it's Tangent. It's the last Friday, so is that the 29th? I think it is. It's it's the last Friday of the month, so let okay. me, I have a computer yes. in front of me here, so let me make sure. That is the 29th. Then so. I may be doing something in December. I don't know. How many shows do you typically do a year? Like, is it is it once a month? You know, what's your schedule like? Summertime was really was um, really busy, and I had like I was doing a lot of shows. Um, it, how many weeks are in a year? Fifty two. Thank you. Um, I probably did. Forty shows this year, so that you're busy. Then I try to be. Yeah, I you know I have I have to you know the cleaning job doesn't pay everything. So I know yeah. mine doesn't either. I completely understand. Yeah, so but it's easy most of the time. I mine's yeah it's I wouldn't it's just it's a job. It is a job. Yeah, I don't know how hard or easy it is. I just do it. I don't. Yeah, nobody tells me to think about it, so I just do it. That's the beauty of it. That's what I like about the cleaning job. You nobody, you don't have to think. You just do it. Yeah, you just I don't like pine saw though. It's not one of my favorite smells. Yeah, I I don't use pine saw. I use something called um uh and crap. I'm blanking out. Oh, H uh, two uh, orange. We just started using it. It's biodegradable. Do you use that? It smells nice, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it's got a fruity smell to it. Um, it's sort of chemically. It's not something I would want to, but it's better than. It's better than pine saw, in my opinion. Yeah, pine saw. Ooh. Yeah, no, pine saw. Yeah, no, I don't like pine saw. Well, maybe one of these days, like, you know, you know, you'll, you'll, I mean, 40 shows a year is a lot, but, um, you know, maybe you'll start doing enough shows to where you don't need the cleaning job at all. That would be wonderful. I'm trying to get more hotels to book me in. I've done a couple happy hours. I did a show last. Friday in Warren at a coffee shop, the Dovetail, and it was really wonderful. Yeah, I've been there. I do um, open mic nights there every now and then. Oh. It's a nice little place. I like it there. There's a gentleman that works there, um, Mr. Marcus, mm-hmm. tall, skinny, mustache. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, th- I don't think – is he the owner? I, he, I don't I don't Trying to think is I I think that he might be the guy that runs the open mic night. It's been a couple. It's been a couple. Couple. It's been a while since I since I did the open mic night there, but uh, I did do. I remember they have the uh, the. Did they still have the mural on the back where it's it's like a a, a plane dropping a bomb? Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Marcus did all those. Oh, that was him who did that. It was very impressive. You know what's funny? I saw uh, at that same open mic night that I was I was I was at there. Um, there was a young woman named Emma Guzman who played before me. She was one of the people who signed up, and now she just got signed to some major thing. She's it's J it's title it's Jay Z's like streaming service. They had some contest, and she won it this year. So good for her, huh? So and I and I bought her CD, and that's that's why I remembered when I saw the the ad for her or whatever. I was like, I think I bought her CD at the Dovetail, and I went out and I found the CD. I'm like, it is her. That's crazy. So Emma Guzman. Uh, wow. used to play there. Her. So my point is, if it worked for her, you just played there. Maybe it'll work for you too. It could. It'd be wonderful. There we go. But yeah, I would like that. Cool, man. A whole bunch. Well, um, so that's awesome. You got some shows. You got a show at the end of the month here, and maybe something in December. Um, but uh, we're actually running low on time here, and you had mentioned that uh, you uh do 
you wanted to sing something for us here. Is, is that okay? That is absolutely okay. You're actually the first person who's going to have uh, sung in here. I, I had a guy freestyle rap once, but I've never heard anybody sing in the studio. Uh, so you're going to be the first one. So um, what are you going to sing for us? Um, it's going to be my favorite song by Mr. Cohen. Okay. I, I just warm up and I do the two verses, so that's all I'm going to do. Okay, is sweet. Is it okay yeah. if I stand? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to adjust your mic. Um, okay. So I'm going to put my headphones down for a second here. But uh, yeah, so this will be just like uh, uh, at the show then when you yes. do that. Okay, I'm going to try and get the mic uh, to you. to face you. So because it's, it's this one. Yep. Yep. Here, let me. Uh, I got it. I got it. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Alex. Yep. There you go. Just can you can you you can hear me, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Cool. All right, Conrad Lee, take it away. Okay. I don't. I. All right. I just sang in the car on the way here, so I hope I'm still warmed up. And I heard there was a secret chord that David played, and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do ya? It goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the baffled king composing, Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Your faith was strong, but you needed proof. You saw her bathing on the roof. Her beauty and the moonlight overthrew ya. She tied you to a kitchen chair. She broke your throne and she cut your hair. And from the lips she drew the Alleluia. Alleluia. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you. Conrad Lee, thank you so much for being here on thank, American Wine. Thank you very much, Mr. Alex. This is my, my first ever interview. Well, you did great, man. Let me adjust the mic so you can sit down again. Yeah, no problem. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, thank you. It's been for great in, talking to you. Yes, thank you for inviting me and coming out to the shows. And I hope I see you again. And if I don't, just yell at me or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, well, I'm not much of a yeller, but uh, I will. If I do come out to another show, I'll come say hi. Grab my shirt or my sleeve. Yeah, I will. I will. Okay. Um, so, uh, everybody else, I will be back next week. Uh, my guest is going to be a producer for the NHL network named Ryan Bader. Um, so we're going to talk, uh, uh, hockey and, uh, what his career in the TV, uh, sports industry. Um, and, uh, looking forward to that. So thanks so much for listening. Oh, excuse me. And, uh, everybody have a great week. Um, and, uh, I will talk to everybody next Wednesday. This has been American Weiner on podcastdetroit.com.